tomorrow. Kentucky is the fastest team in the country in the first 12 seconds of the shot clock. They have uh, started out in league play at a really high clip offensively. Obviously, they scored over 100 points against Tennessee, almost shot 70% from the field for the game. Um, and then on the shots that they do miss, they're second in the country in offensive rebound percentage. Uh, uber talented at every position, obviously coached by a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, we'll have to make sure that we play with incredible discipline on both ends of the floor, trying to slow them down, trying to keep them out of the middle of the floor offensively, and then when the shot goes up, can we gain possession of the rebound? So uh, our prep thus far has been good. We just finished our second film session, uh, and we'll practice when our guys get done in the weight room. But um, on paper, uber, uber talented. Uh, they've done an incredible job in the transfer portal, uh, and then their freshmen are playing at an All-American freshman-type clip. Is there anything about Kentucky that you can look at and say, this is what is the greatest concern that, that they cause? Yeah, our volcano rock for the game is can we uh, slow them down in transition. Uh, the first 12 seconds of a shot clock, they're, they're as fast as any team in the country. 46% uh, of their shots have been in transition. Their volume rate, their transition volume rate is 46%, which is obviously near half of their shots are coming in the first 12 seconds. So that's like Indy 500 type fast. Well, there's a lot of eyeballs on you guys tomorrow with Kentucky. I mean, what is your messaging to the players? Um, nothing. I, I, I say that respectfully, not to be condescending. I'm partly a little too old for all of the chatter that comes. And uh, I think when we play Ole Miss, it's gigantic. So gigantic that I'm willing to pay uh, for tickets. So I don't think that it has anything to do with the opponent. I think it has to do with us. And uh, can we be good? And can we do the things that we know are required? I think the emotional roller coaster of being a fan and trying to be a coach are impossible. And so, um, yeah, my message to the team is the same message that I have every single day, whether we're playing Central Arkansas or Kentucky. On Saturday, you said, you know, win or lose, that was a game you guys needed, a lesson that needed to be learned. So um, coming off of that lesson, what um, what response, I guess, are you looking for? On uh, we did not play very well, and that's a credit to how hard uh, Missouri played. They were much more physical than we were. Uh, they played with more oomph than we did, uh, particularly in the first half. We were much better at being who we need to be in the second half. But some of the things that are required of us um, offensively, defensively, in transition, in special teams, we, we were not near as good as you need to be, uh, regardless of opponent. And so uh, we talked about that on Monday. We were off on Sunday. I think our guys understand that, but it's that's that's kind of part of playing at this level. It's there's not a bye week. Uh, there's not a game before the bowl game. It's nine consecutive weeks with no bye game. And uh, I, I, I don't I, – I appreciate the resolve and the resiliency we showed, but from an execution standpoint, not just the first ten minutes of missing shots, we weren't doing a lot of things 
at the same rate we had done the first 10 days of the SEC play. I understand it's probably a little early to talk about this, but when you look at where y'all are in strength of schedule, is there a little bit added weight to quad one games moving here forward to, to try to get to where y'all want to be? Well, I think there will be. I mean, I think we're going to end up playing a lot. Uh, we're not in charge of the SEC schedule, and so whoever we play, whenever we play, wherever we play, I know that that's an algorithm that's somewhat based on TV, somewhat based on who your constant mirror opponents are, who your this year mirror opponents are. And so some of that changes. There's an ebb and flow to that. Um, but there will be many opportunities over the next 14 games uh, for those types of games home and away. Buzz, we hear Jimbo say all the time, you know, faceless opponent, right? What's your approach to a quote-unquote big game like this? I mean, all you guys know so far in SEC play is to win, whether it's giving up a lead and, and fighting back or starting slow and fighting back. So I guess the question is, all you guys know is, is how to win an SEC play. Is that – Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to uh, – obviously, Coach has won a national championship and done it at a high level for a long time. So I don't know – uh, how I would translate from a football analogy. Yeah. Uh, what, what I do think is uh, we're one of the youngest teams in the country in minutes played together, and we're one of the youngest teams in minutes in Division One. And both of those categories are very important. And so I, I think that's why it's not who are we playing I think that's why it's not where are we playing because what we need the most is to mature. And our race to maturity has nothing to do with the opponent. It has to do with the foundation that we laid this summer once we all got here on. This is what we want to do offensively. This is what we want to do defensively. These are the habits that we want to have within our culture. And so maybe less than you think do I talk about an opponent or an evaluation of a player from someone else's team? Most of the words that come out of my mouth and most of the timeline of our practice is specific to us and our foundation and the habits of our foundation on what we know correlates to winning. And so that's not to be negative. We do prepare for the opponent. Our staff does a phenomenal job in that regard. There's a rhythm and a routine and what we give to our guys when we give it to them. But if you were an outsider who had a three-day all-access glimpse of what we do, I don't think if you were here these three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or if you were here the three days leading up to uh, pick another team, I don't think you would walk away going, oh, yeah, they're playing so-and-so. I think you would leave after the all-access going, these are the priorities within this program on the floor and off the floor. And I don't know if that means it's a faceless opponent. I, I don't ever use those words. I'm not saying that's wrong or right. I'm just – I think if you had the access to all that our guys have access to, it's more about holding them accountable to what their responsibilities are. Anything else for Coach? Do you think that said, do you think that your guys can 
possibly get um, over uh, hyped up for it to play a, a, a brand name like Kentucky? And is that something that you have to uh, maybe try to get them to play uh, or, or not get you know too pumped up? Uh, well, we haven't done it, so I can't answer that because we have so many inexperienced guys on our team. But I think that that's why I'm – uh, regardless of whether it's a game day or a practice day, uh, every step that this group is taking is brand new because they're so new. Uh, and the collective togetherness of our team is very new. This is week three of nine weeks. Uh, I think we were pretty good in some areas in the first two weeks. Uh, but this is the first rep this group has ever had of playing a Wednesday night game. This is the first rep this team's ever had coming off of a Sunday day off. Every other day we've had off has been a weekday. And so uh, I, don't, I don't know, uh, maybe, uh, but I think like I tell those guys, are, is, it, is it because of Kentucky or is it because of us? And what do you want the narrative to be? And I think most competitors want to spend most of their time on improving themselves as opposed to well, what about the opponent? When, when you look at the – or when you were planning the, the non-conference slate this year, did some of the decision-making going into who you might go with focus in on the fact that you're bringing in a whole new batch of guys and you want to kind of see, see where you all are before conference play? Yeah, maybe in a perfect world. Um, Last year is a little bit of an outlier because of all that transpired with the pandemic relative to scheduling. You remember uh, contracts begin to change on game contracts, on if you get to play it, uh, what percentage of the building, some of that stuff. Um, it is not football scheduling. I've learned a little bit of football scheduling from some of the administrators I've been around in my career. It's not that far in advance, but for instance, our schedule for next season, it's already done. It's not on Twitter, so nobody thinks it's done, but it's already done. Uh, the multi-team event that you play in, in essence, around Thanksgiving, uh, we've already signed the contract for 22 and 23. So, like, scheduling is in advance more than most, I think, realize in basketball. And the other piece that I would say to it that's been unique in my time here, um, when, when, when we were in the Big East, not the Big East that it is now, the other Big East, when we were in the ACC, um, there was you could pick up on the rhythm of how to schedule non-conference pretty quick. In the SEC, your net number has to average 150. I think that was a commitment maybe that uh, Commissioner Sankey put in effect probably six-ish years ago. That completely alters how you go about non-conference scheduling because when you add the entire non-conference schedule together, it has to equate to a 150 net. Mm -hmm. So you can't just play anybody. Mm -hmm. And so, hey, we want to play somebody really bad. We want that to be game number one. Mm -hmm. Okay, we want to play somebody really bad, and that's the first game after Christmas. You can play someone really bad, 
But the flip side of that is if uh, they're number 300, then you have to play the number one team in the country to get those two games to 150. Mm -hmm. So the math involved in the SEC has been unique to anywhere I've been. And then the other thing that comes into play, just like what I just said to you, um, we're, we're about to sign uh, this morning. I dealt with the organizer of the MTE that we're going to play in 2023. Mm -hmm. And so the first question you ask anybody that wants you to play in a game is, who else is in that event? Because I have to know who else is in that event so I can figure out what the average is of the teams in that event. Because those are three games, and whatever the average is of those teams in the event, that number is going to be plugged into the formula three times. So it it changes how you go about non-conference, and it's based on what their net was either at the moment of the contract signing or the conclusion of the last season. Gotcha. And so Coach Lair handles scheduling for us, and um, it's very time-consuming because you have to figure out all that I just mentioned. And then uh, you can't play in Reed Arena during that four-day window when they have graduation. Uh, you can't play in a certain timeline relative to finals. Well, you're also dealing with that relative to the opponent. Trying to play at home, trying to play on the road. Are you trying to play a neutral site game? And that's why you see more neutral site games than ever before, right? Um, the last two years we've played in the Big East, or the Big 12 SEC Challenge. What's the number? Well, that's based on the league, right? And so that's you, you got to figure out that math, and you kind of have to do it ahead because the next layer is the dates. Do we want to open on the road? Do we want to play a Power 5 team? Do we want to play a Power 5 team at a neutral site? What's the MTE that we're playing in? What's the number of that MTE? So – it, it takes a lot of time, and you have to kind of work through all of those numbers and all of those dates. You kind of want to do it based on your team and the youth or the talent. There's a little bit of that, but at the end of the day, it's more of what I just said. Thanks, Coach.